Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. this message this morning is it's time to move in the anointing. Someone say that with me. It's time to move in the anointing. I want to take us to the book of Acts. We're going to look at it just a, a, about three verses in Acts chapter 18. And then our, our main focus is going to be in Acts chapter 19. Now, if you're one of those persons who writes down uh, when I preach messages or use passages, I'll, I'll admit Acts chapter 19, I've preached on it a couple years ago, but in different contexts of what I'm going to deliver today. And, and is that okay? I hope so, because this is the only message I have right now. And, and, uh, but it's not the same message. I want you to hear what God has put on my heart for this time, for this hour, for this moment, for this day. How many knows there's a, a word for today that God wants us to hear? And so we're going to look at this in, 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 in the context of what we've been experiencing over these last, these last few weeks. And God has been moving in, in our midst and, and His, His power has been here. We've been, we've been bathing this, these times with prayer. We have a prayer meeting every Tuesday night and I encourage you if you, if you are, if you're able to get out here, come and, and meet with us. We're praying. We're praying for this church. We're praying for God to move and direct us. And so there's powerful times of prayer and there's anointing, but I'm, I want to declare right now, it's time for us to move in the anointing, not just talk about it, not just read about it, not just hear about it, but to experience it and move in the anointing of God. How many believes that God still wants to pour out his anointing? And, and it's not to make us look good. It's not for us just to feel good. It's for us to minister the truth in the word of God that will change and transform lives. It'll bring healing to people's life, both physically and emotionally and spiritually and the relationally, we need the we need the anointing of God to move in this place. I don't want to come in here and, and just sing a few songs and go home. I want to experience God's presence. I don't want to worry about the clock. I don't want to worry about lunch. I don't want to worry about dinner. I want to eat on his word today. Amen. So let's look at this passage in Acts chapter 18 under this, this thought of learning about the second baptism. Say second baptism. Now, the first baptism is being baptized in water. You, we do that and we believe in that. In fact, I have it, 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 you'll see it out there on the agenda or the calendar. August uh, the 7th, the first Sunday in August, that Sunday night, we're going to have a, a service and we're going to have a water baptism that night. And, and so start telling your friends and there's going to be some, there's going to be water baptized. That's the first baptism. What is it? It's when I give my heart to Jesus, I want to testify to everybody else. I've been changed. And so we, we celebrate with those people, but there's a second baptism. Again, say with me, a 18 verse 24 is talking about Paul and, and, and his journey and, and, and this, in this time. And it says, now a, a certain Jew named Apollos, and we'll get to Paul in a second, but Apollos is, is born in Alexandria and an eloquent man and mighty in scriptures. He came to Ephesus. And this man had been instructed in the way of the Lord 
And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. He only knew about water baptism. He believed in God. He taught the scriptures of what he had. He was fervent in spirit. He feared the Lord. He loved God. He was empowered. He was a, he was a man, an eloquent man of speech. I wish I could have that sometimes. Uh, uh, he was, uh, he was accurate in what he was able to teach. He was on target, but he only was able to teach teach what he knew so far about the water baptism and giving your life to Christ. He didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He didn't know about the second baptism. So here's what happened. So he began to speak boldly in synagogue when Aquila and Priscilla heard him. These are two Christian saints uh, uh, that were full of spirit. They took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. It sounded like discipleship, didn't it? Uh, it sounded like, hey, you've got some of the truth, but you need all of the truth. And so they took him aside. They, they begin to pour into him. They begin to teach him the way of the Lord more accurately so he could teach the truth. How many wants to grow in the word of God more accurately? How many, how many can still grow in God's word? I can. I can raise my hand. I, I don't know it all. I want to keep growing in his word, letting it change my life. So we need to be empowered uh, by his anointing, disciple one another, to grow together, to learn his word. So this is the foundation we see. So now we move into the next chapter. Uh, Apollos has been trained and we see that he goes off to Corinth and, and, and then Paul goes into Ephesus. This is what we see in verse one. So just to give you a little bit of context, uh, uh, Corinth and Ephesus is about 350 miles apart. So Apollos has been trained. He's going out to do more teaching. Paul ends up uh, in the upper region. He came to Ephesus and he found some disciples. Verse 2 says, and he said to them, and these disciples, these are believers of Jesus Christ. He, he said to them, have you received or did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He's talking about a second baptism. You, you, I, I can tell that you're testifying and you're preaching and you're teaching about Jesus Christ. Uh, I can see that you're followers uh, of Jesus, that, that you know the truth, that he was risen from the dead, that he died for our sins, that he appeared to others, that he was, uh, he was, he was alive again and people saw him. He's ascended to heaven. But have you received the promise? Have you received the Holy Spirit when you believed? And, and they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, verse 3, into what then were you baptized? So they said into John's baptism. We were water baptized. We wanted to let everybody know that we were regenerated and that we, that our sins were washed away from us, that we have been redeemed, that we are safe in Jesus' hands and, and God is protecting us. And, and we want to tell that truth to others. And I don't know about you, but, but I, I love hearing the testimonies of believers, how they got saved. And, and when they, when they begin to get excited, and I said that last week, you go back back to that place. How many goes back to that place uh, in your mind? You start reliving it uh, and, and remembering what God, how he reached down and got a hold of your heart. Lord Jesus, thank you for reaching down and getting a hold of my heart, knocking at my heart's door when it was hard and when it was cold, uh, when it was against you. You you came in. You didn't pry yourself in. Uh, you didn't force yourself into my heart, but you begin to knock and, and I begin to hear that knock. Uh, you were, it's calling my name. You were saying, I want you to follow me. And he was doing the same for you. And he may be knocking on your heart's door right now. There may be some in this room that haven't given your heart to Jesus. There may be some that are watching line like, I want to know more about Jesus. I, I want my life to be changed. He's calling your name right now. 
these had a testimony that we were baptized. We've been regenerated. We, we have been saved. We've been changed. But Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. This is the important thing. You, you need to repent so you can go to heaven. But he says, the, but saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. We just sing it just a minute ago. I am saved by Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm saved. But the Lord wants more for us. He's given more for us. There's a promise that he has for us in order for us. It can be witnesses for him, great witnesses for him. I'm glad that I'm saved, but I want all that God has for me. How many wants all that God has for me? Now, if someone wanted to bless you and said, hey, I want you to go down to the gas station with me. And I want to get you some gas. I want to. I want to put some fuel in your tank. How many would be excited about that right now? And they said, I, I want you to take it and put it in here and start, start filling it up. Now, would you stop at a half a tank? Now, be, I mean, if they're like, hey, I'm just set back. You do what you need to do. Are you going to go, I just want a half a tank will suffice. I know some of you are like, no, no, I'm going to get a couple of t- tanks to go with me and put them in the back of my truck. I, I'm going to go ahead. Can I go ahead and get those out too? Because I got to mow grass later on. I may fill up three or more just to have. So when this tank gets empty, I'm pour it back in. You know what I'm talking about? If you have the outpour, if you want someone, someone wants to give you some, you need to take all that you can if they're willing to give it to you. And I want to let you know right now, God wants to give you and fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. He don't want you to be half full. He don't want you to just be three quarters way full. He wants you to be full. Full of him and full of the power of God. But we have to be willing to say, God, fill me up. So this is what he's saying to them. He says, what baptism have you been baptized? We've just only been baptized in, in the baptism of repentance. And he says, but there's something else. There's a, there's a repentance of uh, baptism, but then there's a second baptism. Verse 5, he says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And Paul had laid hands on them. Listen, then the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. They, they, they believed in the baptism of repentance, but they also believe what Paul was saying, that there's a second baptism that God wants to, to give you. There's a second baptism that God wants to fill you up with, uh, that will empower you to be a, a witness for him. Uh, uh, a second baptism that we need. It's not that it's going to get you to heaven. You're going to go to heaven by receiving that first baptism. But while we're here on earth, I know I can't run on an empty tank. I don't want to be stalled. I don't want to be put down. I don't want to be shut off. I want to be fired up and you need fuel to be fired up. I want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so I can be a great witness for him. So when everybody else is down and out because of everything else is going around, I can say I have hope. Hope is here today. Anybody remember that message? Hope is here. Why is hope here? Because the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is in this place. We have hope this morning in Jesus Christ. We have hope this morning in his word. He's going to fill us and he's going to use us. He's going to change us and transform us. And by doing so, he's going to touch somebody else's life. How many know somebody that needs a hand of God to touch them? You are the witness to testify what God has done for you and what he can do for them. Amen. So be ready. Say it with me. Be ready for the second baptism. Say it again. Be ready for the second baptism. 
That first part we were just talking about, we we're learning about it, but now I want to be ready. How many is ready for it today? How many, how many wants a, an outpouring in this place this morning, an anointing to flow in this place? Uh, is there anybody sick in body this morning that just needs to be healed? Uh, that means you need some people full of the anointing of God to pray for you. We need a baptism of the Holy Spirit in this place. Uh, we need the power of God in this place. Uh, we're going to press in. And I got to let you know, it can't be just a Sunday morning only experience. To have the anointing, we have to have purity. To have the anointing, we have to have power. We have to have commitment. We have to be cleansed. We have to be holy so we can have the flow, uh, the, 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 the power of God moving through us. If you were at the, the gas station and you were filling up one of those tanks to take home because you got an, an extra blessing, right? You would make sure that container you had was clean, right? If you look down in it and it had a bunch of dirt inside of it, you're like, no, don't, don't put that fuel in there. Why not? Because I'm going to go put this in my tractor. Now, if I know if that dirt's in there and you put the fuel in there and I put it in the tractor, the tractor's not going to work. The lawnmower is not going to, is not going to start up. It may start for a moment and I'm going to get halfway through the job and it's going to pop, 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 pop. It's going to die. Because that dirt's going to begin to move up in there. Uh, impurities can't stay with purities. Uh, unholiness can't stay with holiness. If, if you want the power of God, you've got to have the cleansing of God. Uh, we need to be a cleansed vessel. That's what we believe in sanctification. And Lord, I pray, sanctify me, cleanse me, clean me out of the wor- things of this world so I can have the power of the Holy Spirit to move through me. See, we want the power without purity. We, we want, the, the church wants to, to pray for people and see people lay out and healed and everything else, but they don't want to live the life during the week to get that to happen. Is this okay today? Is this old time Pentecostal preaching? I think it might be. Lord, help us understand the day that we're in, that we need the power of the word. We can't water down this word. It needs to be preached and, and it needs to be preached with holiness uh, behind it. Amen. Lord, help us. We can't have it both ways in this world. And I'm getting ahead of myself. You need to pray for me. As we move through the passage, we see that Paul stayed there for about three months, and then he moves on out. He takes some of the disciples away. The church wasn't receiving the word. Let me just let you know that some people are not going to receive the way. So Paul got the ones who believed and they took off and they went a little bit farther and he, now he's preaching and teaching the school of Tyrannius. Acts chapter 19 verse 10 says this, and this continued, this teaching and this, at the school of Tyrannius for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia, right? They were in Ephesus now in Asia. They heard the word of the Lord, both the Jews and the great. The, the message went out to everybody. How many knows that God wants this message to go out to everybody? It's not just for the white people. It's not just for the Hispanic people, not just for the black. It's for all of us. Amen. Man, uh, that God wants us all to deliver this word to our community around us, hearing the word of the God of God that is transforming us. Amen? Amen. So we pick up in verse 11. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. I believe it happened. 
We, we declared it. And how many else believe that uh, there was miracles that took place uh, by, by the hands of Paul? This is what the, this is what the word of God was saying. And so that even handkerchiefs or, or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Uh, you may wonder, anybody ever had a prayer cloth before? And you're wondering, where did they start that practice about that? That came from right here because, uh, but it's not the cloth. It's not the oil, but it's the anointing from God. It's just a, reference point for us to realize that that we've been praying over this but paul was such a man of god he was so devoted to god he was so consecrated to god he was so committed to god and his walk he was so holy that he was empowered by by god that even when the the things that he wore like an apron or a handkerchief that he would use to wipe the sweat of his brow when he worked you know paul did do some work and when he wiped the sweat they were taking those things as a point of contact there wasn't any power in that but it represented the, the life that paul was living dedicated uh, consecrated to god and there was an anointing there that those who even touched those things were healed by the power of god not the power of paul but the power of god the holy spirit was working in the church and and how many believes that the, the same holy spirit is here today and that he still wants to move in our midst today and and that it, do you do any of you know somebody that needs a healing touch in their body outside this room right now that if, if, if they might say, if God would heal me of this, I'll serve him. Well, I don't want to put a, put that kind of uh, thing out there as in a, I'm going to test God in this. I believe he can, he can heal anyway. But if someone is saying that God hears that maybe we should test God, God, go ahead and heal them. And let's see if they'll keep their side of the bargain on this. Uh, I believe God will transform lives, but we need to be a church that's on fire, anointing so we can lay hands on the sick, but they've got to get here. But if they're not coming here, what do we do? We need to be empowered to go out there. See, so many times we're thinking if they would just come to the church, if they just come to the healing crusade. Yeah, I know there's expectation in that, but you can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that when you lay hands on the sick, uh, that they shall recover, uh, that they can be made whole. That'll be a testimony. I was praying for them and they were made whole. They couldn't wait till church to come back. Uh, They came on a Wednesday night even. Whoa, I won't even go down that path today. Someone say commitment. That's all I'm going to say. Lord, help us. I want to be empowered by God. I, I, want to, I want to be so in love with him that I'm laying everything else aside because I, I realize I, it's not just a, a, a rush on, on, on energy because I feel it. No, it's because I'm connected with God Almighty. I know that he's working within us and he wants the church. I'm glad this is not a dead church. I, I'm glad that, that we're not just singing uh, three songs and then just uh, we're all saying the same prayer. I know you guys do good on saying the declaration of the word, but we're not just can- recanting several things and then walking out. No, we want to experience his presence. And so that's why I urge, I'm like, come around this, this altar area if you're able to, because I want us to begin to experience it in the river, if you want to call it that. I want to experience it in, in this place of, 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 of consecration to the Lord. Lord, I want to experience your presence. It's in these altars. He can move anywhere around this room, but there's something that happens when we respond to the word of God and we begin to be obedient. We begin to lay hands on one another and we begin to see the spirit of God move. And, and, but it takes us moving out. It takes a stepping out at times, that, that obedience, and that's what I, I'm praying for, that, that every time we come together, that Lord, help us be obedient to, to what you want to do at this moment. So this is the power that we see. 
that, 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 that even the handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from the, the body and, and the people who were sick, the disease left them. Not temporarily. What does leaving mean? I believe the disease were cast out. They left. How many know some people that has some diseases that need to be cast out, that need to be left? How many believes that God can still do that today? Yes, I need your interaction here. How many can believe that, that God can do that today? Amen? The evil spirits went out of them. We don't like to talk about evil spirits, but I can let you know that there's a spiritual world that's out there. There's people that are oppressed and there's people that are possessed by evil spirits. And they they will not go out just because we say go. But in the name of Jesus, they have to flee. In the name of Jesus and in the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit, people can be set free. That's holding them bondage. If you don't believe that people are in bondage, just just. Go to any place, any restaurant, you'll see people with all kind of piercings and all kinds of things. Uh, and you're like, you're going to go down this path. Can I just help you with this? Those things are acting out in pain. They're looking for something to fill their life. And, and so uh, I need another piercing. I need another tattoo. Yeah, I said it. Okay. I need another this. I need another that. And this is what you're doing. You're trying to fill a void with something other than the, uh, the holy, the holy, say it with the holy presence of God. He doesn't want anything else in your life. Now, I'm not condemning you if you've already done some of those things. You've got to give that to the Lord and you can keep walking in freedom. But I want to let you know, don't go searching for the answer someplace else. Go searching to God for the answer, for the completeness, for the wholeness. He wants to use you. And God can take anybody at any moment and, and change them at that moment. And, 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 and let's just go ahead and take a survey. How many's ever made a mistake? Okay. Put your hands down. How many's ever regretted making the mistake? That's the difference right there. Some people say, yeah, I made a mistake, but I don't regret it. No, I regret some of the decisions I've made in my life. And the day that we're in now, some of the mistakes that you make, you put it on Facebook and it doesn't go away, right? So what do we do with this? God, I need you to sanctify me. They're the one I'm really going to, I'm going to really be judged by, but Lord, help me guard my heart so I don't make the mistake. I I know that you can help me, but he's going to help you when we say, I want to follow you. And before I make any decision, I'm going to open the word. I'm going to get on my knees in prayer. I'm going to seek after you and find out if this is what you really want for me, or if this is something I have an anchoring for. Lord, help us. I know this is not popular this morning, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm past being popular. I, I just want to preach the, the word of God. I want to preach the truth. I want to preach it in love. I love everyone who's listening today, is watching, is in this room. I, 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 want, I want to spare some people from making mistakes I've made. And I'm sure that you do too. Lord, help us. Lord, we want to fall on our knees and, and because we want to experience your, your, your power in this fullness. This is not judging anyone. This is, please don't take it that way. This is a, please search for God's truth in your life and the holiness that he wants you to live. The holiness is not to punish you, it's to empower you. It's not to, it's not to make you feel bad, it's to make you feel I'm, I'm connected with God. Help us, oh God. Verse 13 says, and I want you to think about this, be Beware of false imitators. Say that with me. Beware of false imitators. I mean, there's always imitators out there. And they do a pretty good job sometimes looking like the real deal, but we've got to be aware of this. 
says, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise, or, uh, exercise you by, the, uh, by Jesus whom Paul preached. Now listen, these were men that uh, took it upon themselves to be exorcists that would uh, use the, the name of Jesus. And they were seeing some things take place, but it wasn't the authentic People were going to them and they were paying them and, and they were making money off uh, of this. And, and it was just evil uh, uh, that was empowering evil. And, and so they didn't have, they didn't know Jesus. They didn't, they didn't have a relationship with him, but they saw what, uh, what was going on and they wanted to, they wanted to defraud the people. They want to, they want to hoodwink them and they did a pretty good job at it. And, and people were running to them because they thought what they had was real. I want to let you know what we have is real when we stand on the word of God. It's not about a person. It's about Jesus Christ. Everything that we do has to point to Jesus. So in this in this scene, we see that uh, it comes to a head here. Uh, Paul exposes what's really going on. And so they were trying to exercise uh, by the name of, of Jesus and, and, and by Paul. Uh, and this is what happened. And there was seven sons of Sceva. Uh, Sceva was, a, uh, was here a, a Jewish, uh, he was a Jewish chief priest and he had seven sons. It doesn't look like Sceva was on the scene here, but his seven sons were, and they were known for doing this. They were known for trying to cast out demons and taking money for it uh, as a payment. They were just in it for, for money. They didn't have a relationship with Christ. And the evil spirit answered and said, so they came to one man who was full of the evil spirit and they tried to cast him out. And he says, Jesus, I know. This evil spirit inside of this man, uh, uh, when he's facing these seven, uh, these seven men are trying to cast him out for money, saying, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? We, we've got to understand, I, I'm bought by a price. I have a, my name's written down in glory, but I, I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. I can't go in my own strength, my own might. I have to go in the name of the Lord, and I can only go in His name if I'm full of His name, uh, if I'm full of His power, if I'm full of His mercy, full of His grace, and I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I've got to be full of God. Uh, I've got to be full of His Word, uh, letting His Word transform my heart, not just memorizing a verse so I can recall it again just to say it, but I'm letting go deep down into my heart that's changing my behavior the way that I walk, the way that I talk the way that I act, everything about me it has to be changed and there's like we know Jesus, we know Paul but we don't know you, there's no power in you and then the man verse 16, then a man in whom the evil spirit leaped on them, he overpowered them, prevailed against them, this was a bad scene Uh, the the, the evil evil spirit uh, raging in this man, he he took on seven men and beat them to a pulp, ripped their clothes off of them, embarrassed them, and sent them out in shame out to the street. They ran out naked and wounded. This is what the scripture says. Don't get in a fight with the evil one if you're not full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you will be beaten up, you will be wounded, and you will be embarrassed and shamed. But when we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, I'm not chasing down the enemy. I'm fleeing from evil because I don't want to be around But when I have to come in confrontation with it, because it's all around us, uh, and I'm able to say, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, you have no authority here. Sickness, you have no authority in this person. And we cast you out, demon, in the name of Jesus, not in my own power, not in my own strength, but by the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I can't just use the word against him 
or against it if I'm not full of the word and full of his holiness. See, this is what Jesus taught his disciples when they try to do the same thing. He says, some of this only happens through prayer and fasting. That means you have to have a prayer life to have a power life. Someone tweet that. You have to have a prayer life if you want to have a power life. Now, you don't go into prayer just to seek the power. You've got to have the right intentions, right? I, I want a prayer life because I want to draw closer to the Lord. I, I want a prayer life because I want to know Him more. I want a prayer life because the more I pray, the more He changes me. I, I'm not, you know, I don't want a prayer life to change you. I want a prayer life to change me. But what happens when I'm being changed and the Lord begins to speak through me, He begins to give me words of wisdom and words of knowledge, things that I haven't come up with or studied or, or knew your background. He just begins to speak things that changes your life and because he's moving through us because we're full of the power of Jesus Christ. We're full of the power of the Holy Spirit. So listen to this. True power produces fear and confessions. True power produces fear and confessions. Verse 17. This became known. This scene became known both to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and, and fear fell on them all. How many remembers that we preached on fear at the beginning of this year a little bit? The fear of the Lord, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of. Fear fell on them, and the name of the Lord Jesus, what was? Jesus' name was magnified. Fear came on the area because they saw real power. What kind of fear? Fear that exposed sin in their life that I realize if I stay on the same path I'm on right now, I'm in danger. That's the fear that we need to have. If, it, if you're on a wrong path this morning, if you're in this room, if you're watching online, you may know God, but you're on a wrong path. It, 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 on Sunday, it's on course, but during the week, you kind of get off path, and then you get start getting back on path at the end of the week. You need to stop that. Get on the right path and stay on the right path. And I pray the fear of the Lord begins to move on you because you have to realize how many believes that his return is near. How many believes that he's coming for a church that's looking for him, holy and spotless and blameless, and, and that they're going to be a rapturing of the church? And, and so if there's people who are, I'm, I'm going to get, hmm. If there's people who are think that they're saved, but they're living together, you've got another thing you've got to look at here. That is not the Word of God. You've got to, you have to let the Word of God change you. Do whatever it takes to make it right, but don't take a chance. Is this okay this morning? I hope you say okay. I'm not being mean. I'm trying to help. I don't want anybody to miss the rapture. I don't want anybody to miss. If, it, if they're able to hear the, the preaching from this church over the last 40 years, I, I hope they hear that holiness is the standard of living for God's people. And we can't make exceptions to the rules. Uh, there's not another line just in case you didn't make this line. No, you. there's one chance to get to heaven. And that's by confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I know this is not popular, but this is the truth. We've got to. And so I hope that you come back next week to hear more truth. Uh, I'm going to give it to you in love. Love, but bring somebody else with you to hear the truth. The truth will set us free. 
Again, this is not to condemn anyone. If anyone finds themselves in things, if they're addicted to alcohol or drugs or pornography or in uh, in relationships they're not supposed to be in, God can say with me, set them free. We want to get them on the right path. Uh, We want to work with them and disciple them and pray with them. That's why we say we want you to be known, noticed, and loved because when you're accountable to somebody, you'll walk the line a little bit better because you realize I'm not in this by myself. Uh, I'm in this with other believers. and, And I see what God has done in their life and I want it in my life too. Amen? Give me a few weeks. The camp meeting is still fresh. I'll I'll calm down. Verse 19. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and and they burned them in the sight of all. See what happens when the the power of God is poured out. uh, People begin to fear what's happened if I'm not right with God. They begin to get rid of stuff. Uh, There may be some stuff in your house that you need to get rid of. And they burned it uh, and they burned it in the sight of all. uh, And they counted up the value and the total of 50,000 pieces of silver. I don't even have the number this morning how what that equates today. But it was costly. It cost them something. Uh, uh, There's some things that you may have to get rid of that I spent a lot of money for that. Well, it's not worth it if it's going to keep you out of heaven. Uh, Get rid of it. Uh, uh, Well, I will sell it. Don't sell it. Get rid of it. Don't make a profit off of evilness. Get rid of it. Burn it. That's what they did. They didn't try to make a profit. They didn't try to sell it again. They got rid. They realized I've got to get rid of these things. Some people have full bottles of alcohol at home right now. Like, well, that, that, that was a lot. I don't even know what alcohol costs, but I know it's not cheap. And I'm like, that's the way the enemy wants to grip people's lives. Uh, he wants to get you addicted to something that's not even cheap. You got to go all your, you got to lie, steal, uh, steal and cheat for it to get it. Drugs, all those things. Uh, it's costing people and, and they're costing their families because they're addicted to something. God wants to set you free from that. And, and so you're like, well, I don't want to waste this. I'll have to give it to a friend. Don't give it to your friend. Pour it out. Pour it out. Burn it up. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. How many wants the word of God to grow mightily here? And not just hearing the word, but being doers of the word. The word of God prevailed. Amen. Let's do the Bible. You ready? You're like, oh, he got there. Yes. Amen. So this week, I want you to read James chapter five. I'm not done yet. Just hold on. James chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. And I want you to pray this. Lord, I believe that you still work miracles in the church. Someone say it with me. Lord, I believe you still work miracles in the church. Forgive me of any trespass or sin that would hinder the anointing to pray for others. Let's read it together. I believe that you still work miracles in the church. Forgive me of any trespass or sin that would hinder the anointing to pray for others. Let's go ahead and say it out loud. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As the praise team begins to come back, I want to look at a couple of these verses. Are you ready? James chapter 5. You've heard these before, but listen to the power behind this, what God wants to happen. Is there any sick among you or any afflicted or any suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. If any is anyone among you sick, let him pray. Call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. 
And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see the key there? What what avails much? The prayer of who? A righteous person. Lord, we need your righteousness. We need your holiness. He doesn't end there. Verse 17, he says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Anybody remember our, our series on Elijah? There's some powerful things that took place. His nature was just like ours. He was human just like we were. He was depraved just like we were. But God got a hold of his life. He had a faith in God. And we can have a faith in God. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain over the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again. Someone say with me, pray again. Some of you need to pray again for some situations. And we're going to keep on praying. Linda, we're going to keep on praying for Michael. God, God has been touching him. He's been going through up and down battles, but we're going to, we're not going to just say, well, that's probably just God's will. We did pray before, but you know, we probably prayed enough. No, we're going to keep on praying. We're going to pray again because when we pray again, something changes in the atmosphere. The heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Will you bring me one of those? So a, a few weeks ago, my wife preached a, a powerful message on anointing and gave all the, the mothers and, and several women a, a vial of anointing oil. This morning, we're going to do something special today. I've got something better than pies for you, gentlemen. I've got a, a handkerchief here. and It's got this verse on it. It says, when the handkerchiefs were aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their disease and evil spirits were expelled. We have the same nature as Elijah. We have the same nature as Paul. Paul was undone. Before he was Paul, he was Saul. He was, he was, jealous, he was zealous, but he wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ. He thought what he was doing was right, but God changed his heart and his mind, his behavior, his attitude, and he became a a fiery preacher for God and a writer of the New Testament. He was anointed so much that even the, the cloths that he touched became anointed. I want to be a man of God. I want to be a father so full of the Holy Spirit that when my children are sick, I can just begin to pray for them. When my grandchildren, when they, when they come, I'm praying for that in the name of Jesus that when the right time, when they're here, I want to be an influence on my grandchildren if the Lord tarries. And, and I want to be a man of God, so powerful, so full of the Holy Spirit, not to bring any, any credit to me, not to, to magnify me, but to mag- Jesus, magnify Jesus Christ in my life that we can believe and, and I can send, if they're sick, uh, uh, we can send a prayer cloth home with them and that, that we believe that God is going to touch their life. How many men in this place want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? You want the anointing of God in your life? Life. How many men want to be full of God so much that, that you that you believe that when you pray, God is going to answer it? I want to walk so close to God that I just believe He's going to answer my prayers. Not because of me, but because I know who He is. So here's why I feel the Lord letting us to do this morning. These prayer cloths are, are powerful. Our mothers came together a few weeks ago, stood in this altar area, and they 
they they pray together. They receive anointing. And, and, and I wish I thought about it, but I didn't do this. I thought I almost meant I was going to tell you to bring your anointing oil back. But uh, but you may need it for something else. we got some oil here. I want every mother and every woman, if you will, I want you to come. My wife's going to uh, hold these. And she's going to lead you right over here in this corner to start anointing these cloths and praying. We have, and this is the reason why. Let me tell you why. We need mighty men of God serving the church. We need mighty women of God serving the church. But we need some great fathers to stand up. We need to be anointed. And so we're, we're going to have the women of God anoint these cloths, praying over them. And then we're going to start passing these out to the men. We're going to have you come up in and, and, and just a moment. And, and, and we're going to get these and, and we're going to hold on to them. But when uh, when the time's right, if there's anybody here that needs a healing touch, uh, we're going to let the men begin to lay hands on people and begin to, to pray for people. I believe there's going to be some people healed today. How many how many believes in this? So, uh, Brandy, just lead uh, the women right now in that. Lead us in a song. And, and men, just begin to get ready. I, I believe God is going to do something great in this place this morning. Hallelujah.